Hello and happy Halloween, everybody. Yes, it is that time of year again when we just buy way too much chocolate from the grocery store, pretending that it's going to be for the children, but we know who it's really going to be for. And in Toronto, it's a time of year when you drive around, especially if you're driving around the DVP area or, you know, along the 400 going up north or going along Lakeshore. It is just really, really nice with all the fall leaves turning color. It just really feels like autumn, especially since this past weekend because it was really warm last week and now it is a lot colder just in time for halloween just in time for costumes to be like what costume should i wear but honestly growing up in toronto that is what halloween always has been for me just a time of year where you see halloween decorations out on the street some people's homes are really decked out and it's really awesome to see and it can be really scary, too. Walking around, it's like, whoa, is that Freddy Krueger on the side of the road? Yes, it is. And the fact that it gets dark a lot earlier, it's a lot colder, and it's windy, just makes everything a lot scarier. And that's kind of the spirit of Halloween. Halloween is kind of clouded in this mystery of fear. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about fear and the different kinds of fear. What does fear do to our energy? And how can we reduce fear in our lives? Well, let's talk about fear. I kind of see fear in two ways. There's the immediate type of fear where it's like, oh my god, I need to run right now from this lion. Or I'm about to be hit by a bus or something. And I need to run. I need to get out of the way. I'm in immediate danger. This dog is chasing me. And that is definitely one kind of fear. And the other kind of fear is a sort of prolonged chronic fear. And usually this kind of chronic fear is all in our mind. And this can lead to health issues. Because when we have this sort of prolonged chronic fear... Our biology responds similarly to the immediate fear where our cortisol levels increase and we get into like this fight or flight situation with our body and we just need to be all hyped up, our pupils dilate, our muscles are tense and we are just ready to go. But instead of it being sort of a short-term immediate situation, because of the way we think, this release of cortisol can last for a very, very long time. Not just temporarily for a few minutes, but hours, days, weeks, months, years. This is what leads to like adrenal fatigue and anxiety. And having said that, we can't really blame the mind for trying to protect us. We are survivors of many, many generations of a long line of ancestors because of our instincts and because of healthy fear. We've survived this long and we are here now. Our own health and safety is our priority. And really that's what we have to feel is to feel physically safe. And if we're talking about chronic fear and anxiety 
in modern day, I guess we can simply take a look at the macroeconomic situation that's happening right now. Like even for myself, uh, a remote tech worker, working from home, there's been many, many layoffs uh, for the past couple of years. And a sense of job security could be quite low, um, morale could be quite low, and financial security could be quite low. Especially if uh, you know you are taking care of yourself or you live alone or you have dependents and there's you know a lot riding on getting that paycheck. And of course, the macroeconomic situation wouldn't be complete without talking about uh, the interest rates um, in North America and all over the world. And I know I'm saying this and my purpose is not to instill fear. My purpose is to say, yeah, there's a lot of things that can feel destabilizing. And there's a lot of healthy fear um, that we can utilize to ensure that we do everything that we can to stay relevant in our industry, to not overspend in a time where maybe we're going into a recession, and to maybe revisit our portfolios and connect with our financial advisors to think about whether or not we want to rebalance them um, to prepare for whatever our current and future comfort levels will be. But once you've thought about it to the point where thinking about it just doesn't actually help you solve the problem anymore, like maybe thinking about it 10 times is helpful because during all those times you think about it, you problem solve, you do the things that you need to do, but then the hundredth time or the five hundredth time or the thousandth time that you worry and think about a situation, even though you've done all the things that you can do, now that is definitely just part of your energy body and causing health issues. And I guess if we really, really think about it, I wonder what percent of the fear is based on actual survival or how much of the fear is based on the fear of our standard of living changing to an unknown amount. Like, is it really about life or death? Or is it about... Honestly, some people live in this fear-based mindset even in good macroeconomic times. And what happens is it really impacts our decision-making and our life trajectory because we kind of want to protect ourselves so much and live in this cocoon of safety and make the most secure decisions that we can that we really shrink ourselves and take pretty much no risks. Almost to the point where we don't really enjoy our lives because we're very comfortable and safe in the known. And the unknown is this big, scary world where we feel like we have no control over it and we feel so unsafe. When the reality is, we don't really have that much control. Um, the important thing is to be as adaptable and flexible as we can. Going back to the job security example, like how many people do we know that we're in supposedly very safe 
jobs, like lifer jobs, who were let go. So what it really comes down to is we feel very comfortable and secure in the known because there's this perception of control over it. We feel very safe. And anything that kind of crops up and challenges that static idea that we have of our lives can cause fear. And as the saying goes, the only thing that is constant in life is change. So now, you know, after kind of covering the topics that we have, hopefully um, you have an understanding of how fear can impact our mental and emotional and physical health. And really even the amount of joy in our lives if we're not taking even healthy risks there's there's healthy fear to make uh you know good action to prepare ourselves just in case we don't want to be too lax we don't want to just go with gravity and like see how life goes we want to like impact and influence our our lives in some way um in order to you know attain our goals and experience everything that we want to experience and at the same time we don't want to be too fear-based to restrict ourselves and not do anything that requires change. There's one more aspect about um, fear and our health that I really want to talk about because um, several years ago, I actually studied um, traditional Chinese medicine. So I, I took a foundations class and also a class on the Huang Di Neijing which is the ancient text that um, even current TCM is based off of for um, TCM-based herbology and acupuncture and moxibustion. And based in um, TCM theory, there are meridians that run through our body uh, that represent an organ in each meridian. And there's dynamic energy flowing through these meridians in a way that is balancing and ideally in equilibrium. And the kidney meridian is one of them, and this meridian is um, associated with fear, the emotion of fear. And one important thing to know about the kidney meridian and um, kidney chi in the body is that it does represent vital life energy, or vital life essence, as they say. And... The kidney meridian, um, the physical expression of it in our body is through our hair, our skin, nails, and our fertility. And it's all a balance when it comes to um, the kidney meridian. And since it is associated with the emotion of fear, if there is an imbalance in the kidney meridian, and our kidney chi, if we're deficient in kidney yin or deficient in kidney yang chi, um, this deficiency can um, express itself um, through our hair and skin, nails, fertility. Um, like, for example, if we have very um, defic- uh, deficient kidney chi, um, we can start graying at an earlier age, we'll start aging. Um, Infertility can be, uh, you know, an unfortunate result of uh, very deficient kidney chi, according to uh, TCM theory and principles. 
and also um, an imbalanced kidney can cause more fear and it can be vice versa as well. So if we are feeling excessive fear, this can also damage our kidney chi uh, in the kidney meridian. And since, you know, most people I know, uh, pretty much everybody, is concerned about aging, um, aging gracefully, having energy, having vital life energy, being um, fertile and keeping the color in our hair for as long as possible. If you also believe in TCM theory and principles, then it would be a really good idea to do some research on kidney chi and the kidney meridian and how to take care of it and be healthy. So what do we do? What are some ways um, we can reduce the fear in our lives? Well, definitely one thing we can do is call out the fear and sit with it and process it somatically through our body, through breath work. Because once we sit with the fear and we actually allow ourselves to feel it and we don't just lock it up in a compartmentalized area of our body, we are kind of presenting it and facing it. And by doing this, we actually take away the power that it has over us. So once we kind of call it out and sit with it, we can use the breath and breath work to process it through our bodies and like release it. And I really think that, you know, we are multidimensional where there is the mental, emotional, physical aspect of it. So breath work really does help to process it emotionally and physically and if we want to do like a really thorough job of releasing the fear we can also um, approach it in addition to somatically um, through like a mental evidence-based sort of therapy um, such as cognitive behavioral therapy uh, or in short cbt and really what CBT really helps with is training ourselves based on our own experience. So for example, if you had anxiety and you had a fear of crowds, you would you know, talk to your therapist about it and you would have worksheets. Um, and how most of the worksheets go are you list on a scale from 1 to 10 um, one being I'm not very scared at all, and ten being I'm very, very scared. I'm very, very fearful. You rate before you go out and do something. How afraid are you right now? So let's say you're like, I feel like I'm an eight. I really don't want to go out. It's a very, it's Halloween. There's a lot of people out there, <laughs> for example. And um, it's there's going to be traffic. The grocery store is going to have a lot of people. And there's, there's going to be so many people walking around and it causes anxiety. So you give yourself an eight and another question um, before you actually go out is, what do you think is going to happen? So you can write, I think I'm going to have a panic attack and I'm going to feel dizzy and I'm going to pass out and I'm going to be sitting on the ground with my knees to my chest and I won't be functional and that's what I'm afraid of happening. And then you write that and then you go out um you don't have to go all out and do something extreme, like go to a 
a club on Halloween and dress up or anything, but you start off um, slowly. And, you know, for example, maybe you want to go to the grocery store to buy um, chocolates um, to hand out to the children. And so you go to the grocery store and yeah, it's a little bit busy and you don't feel comfortable. Like you feel kind of uncomfortable. Maybe you do feel like an eight and um, you do the thing that you need to do there. You grab your chocolate, you survived, um, nothing happened. Uh, You just felt really uncomfortable. You went back home and um, then you answer the rest of the worksheet for that day or that event saying, okay, uh, so what actually happened after? And you can write, I didn't feel good. I felt a little uncomfortable. I was scared. Um, But I went and did what I needed to do at the grocery store. And now I'm back home and I'm safe. And it will ask you, did the thing that you fear would happen, did that actually happen? And then you say no. And what do you feel now from one to 10? What fear, what level of fear do you feel now? And you, you know, for example, you can write five. And this can, I think this usually goes on for um, a number of weeks. And, um, you know, you can look it up yourself. But from what I know, CBT is quite um, effective. So, you know, a therapy such as that, that is more um, mentally based um, in addition to um, somatic uh, healing that is good for your emotions and physically releasing the fear. I feel like these two different modalities can really, really help if you have a lot of fear um, to process. And, you know, this is sort of the beautiful thing of living at this time that we do. Usually, our fear is not really a life or death situation. It's a a change, maybe, um, of the unknown, of maybe changing our standard of living. A sense of, um, you know, less control than we used to have. Where, like, in modern times, this is where we're at. But biologically, um, our human body hasn't evolved to understand what the difference is between um, this kind of chronic fear that's not really life or death versus our ancestor who had to, you know, deal with lions and um, bears. Or should I just, you know, flat out go out and say lions or tigers or bears? So it's definitely um, important to differentiate between you know, immediate danger fear and um, more chronic-based fear. And some of it is healthy fear that we can help prepare ourselves and make sure that um, we are protected and safe and that we can do the best we can to maintain our desired life goals and our desired standard of living. And then when it becomes more than that, when it gets to the point where we're ruminating and it's a broken record, and we're forming anxiety, and we have adrenal fatigue, this is definitely unhealthy fear. And what we want to do is move through it and heal ourselves. Because we don't want all of that energy just being drained from our body, from all that worry and fear and survival energy. We want to thrive. We don't want to just survive. We want to thrive. So let's definitely thrive. So I hope this podcast episode was useful to you and that you enjoyed it.
And if you enjoyed it, I really hope that you do share, like, and subscribe to my podcast, Fortress of Energy Podcast with Liv. Would really appreciate that. And hope to see you in the next episode.